It's Wednesday, the 3rd of February. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And of course, when we say Wednesday, the 3rd of February, that means that Shane has been off the booze, off the sugar, off the fatty foods. How are you coping, mate, eating saladas and alfalfa? Three days, three days, Tim, three days. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me. I am. Hurry up, will Big show today. Of course, Cameron McInnes is from the Dragons to the Sharks. That's happened amidst the whole talk of Israel for Laos. So we'll get Steve Gillis, his manager, on. Cameron McInnes, his manager. Anthony Minicello, superstar rugby league player, of course. He was named the best player in the world one year. And John Stephenson, well, he's got a lot to say about what's going on at Collingwood and the Israel Folau story. Let's get cracking. Well, Shane, there's so much to talk about. Let's start with the cricket because it's fresh off the press. Uh, Australia not going to South Africa. This is huge. It's big news, mate. Big news, particularly for South African cricket. Uh, I know how Cricket Australia works here. Um, they sort of work on a, a four-year cycle where the Ashes and Indian Tours are the two big money spinners. For for the South Africans to lose the Australian cricket team coming to their shores would be a massive loss for them both um, from a sponsor perspective but also uh, from a financial perspective. It's going to be huge dollars uh, lost to them. Uh, really, really tough. And once again, COVID takes another victim. Is it over the top? Oh, hard to say, mate. But I don't know whether we're... Australia should be going to South Africa and saying, why can't we play some some of these test matches, call them home games, but play them up in Darwin or something? It allows the players to continue playing, playing in a safe environment here. We're doing it with movies. Um, they're bringing movies out here, movie sets, and and all the actors and all, all the, uh, the staff that goes with that because it's a safe place to uh, produce movies. Why can't we do that with sport? Mm, I don't mm, think outside the square here. Yeah, I know. It's a difficult one. Uh, okay. Now, what about uh, the tennis? A mixed start, wasn't it? The ATP Cup, it was a bit of a bludger of a, a first hit out against Spain, wasn't it? Demonar lost, and then we saw Milman lose, or Milman then Demonar, then the doubles. But on a positive note, Kyrgios and Ash Barty both had, had wins. Yeah, as you said, mate, we lost all three in the ATP, which is a really big thing. But, uh, yeah, good good signs from, from Nick and, uh, and from Ash. So, look, fingers crossed there. It's good to see them back on a winning streak. And um, But, yeah, uh, look, I'm a really big fan of Alex Dimonar, and, uh, and I think he's going to have a really good Australian Open. He's, he's a guy to watch. He's a fighter. He's a bit like Leighton Hewitt, I reckon, in the way and the style that he plays. So, And he's a fighter, so he'll come back. So keep an eye on him for this uh, upcoming Australian Open. Yeah, it was a very non-Alex Demonar performance. A lot of mistakes in that one, but uh, I suppose this is the time to make your mistakes. It's uh, next week where you need to get it all right. Okay, the other huge story that's uh, that's mixing around, apart from what's going on in, in Melbourne with Collingwood and, and uh, Eddie and so on, is the rugby league story at the St. George Illawarra Dragons, your football team, Cameron McInnes. We're going to have his manager on shortly, Steve Gillis. He's off to the Sharks at the end of this year. Look, you've got to think that the Dragons don't want him if this has happened. And then you've got Israel Folau potentially coming to the club. This is appalling, I think, from if it's true, from the Dragons. Look, I've supported the St. George Dragons for 40 years, and if, and if Folau comes to that team, I don't think I'll follow the Dragons anymore. I think Folau, look, you can have your own beliefs, um, religious beliefs, that's fine, but he is divisive, he's a rabble-rouser. Um, he has no respect for the clubs that he's played for. He has no respect for the AOU when he was playing there. And he has no respect for his teammates. He's selfish. Um, he's a homophobe. And I think it is a massive backward step from the NRL if they allow him to play at the Dragons. And I, I'd be saying to the Dragons sponsors, pull out if he comes to the club. And imagine if you're one of the players there, that this guy's going to come in. He doesn't care about the team. He's going he's to speak out. And they're saying, well, we'll just ban him on social media. You saw Donald Trump 
get get shut down almost impeached for the second time for 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 making um inflammatory comments and and this guy has a uh he has a position of power where his ability to influence particularly young kids and i think what he's done he's and he's still not sorry and um Massive backward step. I hope he doesn't come to rugby league. Well, you know what? I, I don't completely mm. agree with that. I, my view mm. is 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 a counter view because I think that you've got to look at crimes committed by others, and I don't mean crimes of law, but they're allowing other football players to come and play football. This guy has got to ply his trade. There is talk coming out of the Dragons that they will have a watertight contract where it will limit his outspokenness, uh, and if he takes one step out of line, he will go. I think that the players that he's playing with, I mean, he's an extraordinary football player. I remember when he came through the Melbourne system as a teenager. He's only 31. The influence he could have on the outside backs is, is very positive. Look, I don't agree with a lot of what he said. But I do agree with the idea that it is a democracy and people deserve their space. Mate, fair enough. But you don't, you don't have to say it um, in a public forum. Um, he's, he's allowed to do that in church. He's allowed to have his opinion. I've got no problem with that. But when you are a part of a team, um, you have a responsibility to your teammates. And you cannot, like what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. You cannot just say things off your own bat, and, that, and that's that's why it's called team sport. He's very selfish, mate, and um and and the thing is, if you go to his Instagram page now, he's still got stuff up there saying that you know he hates drunks, he hates um homosexuals, etc., etc., etc. He's not sorry until he says sorry. I'm not even um in a position to even consider him coming to rugby league. So I, I think he, he's a behaviour has been appalling. All right, it's a democracy. Yep. You have your view, I have mine, but uh, I'm sure people listening to the podcast today have their own. I, and and I will I will stress that I don't agree with what he said, but I agree with the right for people to ply their trade because there's plenty of others, no doubt, around uh, the game itself, around all sorts of sport that probably have very similar views and are still playing. Anyway, Steve Gillis is on the line. He's Cameron McGuinness's manager. Steve, how are you? Good, thanks, Tim. Steve, uh, a big signing, uh, a four-year contract uh, moving to the Sharks. Uh, what sort of numbers are we talking here, mate? Oh, look, I'd love to be able to tell you, uh, Shane, but obviously due to confidentiality clauses in the um, in the agreements, I, I can't give you specifics. But it's, look, it's a good deal sure. for Cam. He's just come out of the emerging Blues uh, squad. He's a uh, high-profile player and current captain of the Dragons. So he's, he's uh, happy with the deal, but at the same time, he's going to be sad to be leaving. Was it was it a bit of a uh, shock out of the blue, or is this something that's been working for a while? Oh, we've been uh, talking to clubs for uh, the past two or three months, Tim, and uh, that's just part of the normal practice. Uh, we've been liaising with the Dragons at the same time, and unfortunately the Dragons weren't in a position to make a call right now. They're obviously in a, we wouldn't call it a rebuilding phase, but a restructuring phase with a new coach, so they weren't able to push any buttons, and as such... Cam wanted to determine his future and made the decision to, to move on at the end of this year. Steve, can you explain this? The transfer period to me seems very unclear. It's almost like the new CEO doesn't he's reviewing it now, but what's what's the current sort of conditions of, of a mid season or a pre season transfer? Yeah, so from November one in the year that you're coming off contract, you can commence talking to other clubs. So effectively you can sign a year ahead. In fact, you can talk to other clubs numerous years ahead, but the league won't register a contract until the year that you're coming off contract. So I take it that from a Dragons perspective, Cameron wasn't their priority if, if, if they weren't prepared to offer some paperwork? 
Well, I'm, I'm not so sure it wasn't their priority, mate. I think it's just more of they weren't in a position to, to, to make any decision. Um, I also think it's clear, look, it's no secret they've been talking to uh, Andrew McCulloch from the Broncos and Anthony Griffin has an association with Andrew McCulloch and Anthony Griffin's entitled to pursue or chase any players he sees fit to bolster the roster. I mean, that's, that's business. So, um, look, um, they've made that decision to move in that direction. I'd be reasonably confident Andrew McCulloch will be with the Dragons pretty soon. They might be freeing up some money to get Folau across there, mate. What are your thoughts on that? Um, look, I, I, I don't really have uh, an opinion on it. I, I am concerned. Obviously, he's under contract to the Catlin Dragons, and you know, I, I think it's inappropriate that he should be talking to anyone at all while still contracted to another club for this season with a view to get out this season. So, chicken and the egg, mate. Oh, look, normal practice would be that he would have had a discussion with Catlins who would have given him their blessing to talk to the Dragons. I hope that's the case, but again, it's none of my business, mate. So, we'll see what unfolds. Uh, we appreciate you coming on on the the show again. You're you're a great man, Stephen. And but just just in closing, it is business these days, isn't it? I heard a few people going on yesterday, and I can understand their passion, saying, "Oh well, how can St George fans, you know, be cheering with good conscience and when they know that Cameron's leaving?" But the game has changed these days. That happens all the time, doesn't it? Yeah, the, the life expectancy of a rugby league player is you know two two to three years. So obviously, you know, a four year deal. Uh, Cam's 27, he'll be 28 next year. It's great security for him and his um, wife and, and two kids. So obviously you've got to take all that into account when planning the future. The rugby league train doesn't stop and let you on and off too often, mate. So it's uh, you've got to be ready to take advantage of opportunities when they arrive. Mate, 100%. As a professional sportsman, you can't begrudge them making it, making a dollar. And as you said, mate, the average length of any sportsman across any sport worldwide is only four years. So to get a four-year deal, good on him and um, and well done, the manager to the stars, mate. Well done, Steve. Thank you, Stephen. And Cameron McGuinness was on with our great mate Laurie Daly, who, of course, is another member of the Stars stable. And uh, that was on the big sports breakfast on Sky Sports Radio this morning. Let's take a listen. Yeah, it's unfortunate how it's worked out, but I'm... Really grateful, and um, you know the respect the club showed me, being honest to me throughout the whole process. And you know, I was keen to wherever the next deal be, get that four years to try build something. And um, yeah, I was lucky enough to get to get that with Cronulla. Coming up on afternoon sport, John Stephenson. This Collingwood story is huge. John, of course, has just been living in Melbourne for five years. He's got plenty to say. Right, it's that time. He's freshly haircutted. He's even had the the beard done, according to sources. Uh, John Stephenson, how are you? I've never had a beard, Tim. I don't know. I don't know. Who, uh, this is fake news, and you know we all know what how news is these days, man. That mm. that it's not always true. But I thought I read it somewhere. You no, know, Tim, you can't always believe what you read. Shane, how mm. you doing, my brother? Mate, I am great. Hey, what are your thoughts on this whole Collingwood racism saga, mate? What What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I get it, and I don't want to sound like I'm in some. La La Land year. But when Lumumba came out and obviously raised these issues and brought this to our attention, it was um, it was right around the time I remember I was in 2012 Olympic Games and it was quite – it was funny enough, it was quite taboo back then to talk about racism, especially when you accuse a federation or a, a sporting body um, mm. or you questioned the, the racial um, – politics of our country so i experienced the comment 
that Eddie made, which which kind of felt like they were happy to see these allegations I was making go away. They were, I don't feel that they wanted it to be true. I'm not saying that the findings for Collingwood, they found out look, that, that the club was quite behind in these areas and they needed to do their best to, to facilitate for it to be better. Uh, I spoke to Eddie last night and he, Eddie's Eddie. Like, like I, I, I genuinely think. Do you think he's a racist? I don't think he's a racist. No, no, no I don't. I think for some of us, we've been able to sweep it under the carpet for so long. It becomes inherent that we don't feel it's as big a problem as what maybe it has been or is. And I think it would have been more of a relief that, look, the club can move forward now that we've got an answer, we've got a solution, and we've got, we can actually make the club better because these findings that they that they received shows that the club was inadequate in, in this racial support for younger players and players alike, right? And I think maybe that was more his comment, not so much his comment to be, yeah, bloody hell, good to see the back of all this racist stuff. Like, I can't be bothered with that. I, I really feel that was not Eddie's play. And, and unfortunately, because of the whole Adam Goods eight saga and scenario, this um, anytime Eddie makes a comment, which is even closely near um, yeah. having a racial um, uh, tone to it, then it's going to, it's going to end up like this. So I, um, I, look, he's got Look, when you're in a media and you're in a public life, we do it every day, right? With the podcast, um, you, you got to be careful on what you say and how you say it, which leads me to our next topic, which, with, with Israel Folau, funny Willie Mason's copying it at the moment with a which which is just completely crazy. But I'll get mm. to that when I'll finish with this Collingwood stuff. Um, yeah, Eddie was quite upbeat in the sense of where I think he's focusing on, on the fact that he he loves his club, he loves Collingwood, he wants it to be better. Um, we all know that what it was like in 2012, and this is my experience in sport and what it is now working in athletes Australia as a consultant. It's completely mm. different. The generation's different. He had, look, I don't want to interrupt you, but he stuffed up a bit, hasn't he? Like over the course of time, let's 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 you know let's let's look at it uh, like with the whole Adam Good stuff on on the radio. I mean, that was that was pretty ordinary. So the record isn't flash. But the, this is how I see it. The difference is, you know, it's almost like I I, I understand where he's coming from because the the issues and mistakes he makes, he's great for those that aren't in the limelight that are making those mistakes every day that are working packing shells or working as a laborer or working in an office that don't have the spotlight on them. This is good when he makes these mistakes because it shows people how sensitive this racial issue is in our country. And he brings it to light where people go to this. Is, people start talking about similar Australia Day. So I, I, I look at it in the sense of, yes, he has to do a better job. Yes, he makes a few mistakes, but this is happening daily just in our general lives, but we, we somehow find a way to not really talk about it too much because we call it colloquialism. We call it, oh, it's just a joke. It's not that serious. I didn't mean it that way. So uh, I'm not that left with this, guys. You've got to understand, yes, I've, there are many issues when it comes to my skin colour in, in this country, but I look at it more more openly in the sense of where people treat each other, if they show love and, love and kindness, Life's going to be okay. You know, that's yeah. how I look at cheap people, how they treat you, you know, and, and I'm sure Tim, you've experienced it being half led yourself, isn't it, mate? Yeah, I know. But, but, but like, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Shane ask the question about Israel Folau. But it's interesting you say that about being half led. It's like, it's, although I don't look at no one, I'm like, how can you be Lebanese? I said, don't you have a mother? My mum's maiden name, God rest her soul, was Mansour. But when people did have a rip at uh, Lebanese, uh, even around me, it did upset me because, you know, it's my mother and I, it's a half of me. But anyway, that, that's, that's a topic for another day. Shane, uh, Shane. It's a good uh, topic. It's a big topic.
It is, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're, hopefully, we're going to be around for a long time on Afternoon Sport as our brand grows. But, um, <laughs> but, but, but Shane, Shane does want to ask you about Israel Folau. Shane? I do, mate. I was just going to say, just finish off on Eddie. I think um, now he's come out and he said his choice of words saying it was a proud day um, was a mistake. So good on you, Eddie, for, for, for doing that. I just think, to, just, just to finalise the Eddie conversation, I think that you know, 20 years in a job as chairman, unless you own your own company, you, you don't last that long as a chairman in any business. And it's, I think it's just time for Eddie to move on. He, he's tired. He's done a good job. Move on. Now, Israel Folau. Now, what is going on here? I'm strongly against this guy coming back to the NRL. He's not sorry for what he's done. Timmy has a very different point of view. What are your thoughts? Oh, Shane, get in there, son. Oh, I, yes. I, share, the, I share the same viewpoint as Tim. And, and I'll tell you this. I, I am... A Christian, I and I am not as devoted to the church as what others are, but I believe in God and I'm a Christian and and, and I'm and I've been that proud Christian. I went to Anglican boys' school, and I with the Israel Folau situation. How I see it is there's some that are very devoted to to the Bible and devoted to their their beliefs, and Israel is is obviously that he demonstrated that with his beliefs, and um and I think it's about understanding and respecting those beliefs and mm. he is in the public eye and he's chosen to be quite outspoken about what his beliefs are and mm. i don't know what the police is on what you can and can't say when you're because people say well you're an athlete you're a role model you need to stand. Well, what, what about his teammates what about his teammates how do they feel when he when he just speaks out and just does his own thing how, how do they feel well looking at going with saint george it looks like that everyone's learned from the situation both israel and the club and 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 by reading the article i read they were talking about putting some parameters in place where where israel be not confined but He'll, there'll be more sort of control around what he what he can and what he can't say um, without him losing who he who he is as as a person. And I'm sure he wouldn't be signing to anything which doesn't land to. I, I got a feeling this is more about him getting back and playing rugby and making some cash, um, which I, which I'm sure he's mm. probably in need to do. Um, but I had a very different viewpoint with all this stuff. Um, um, to be honest, you Shane and Tim, I I, I look at it as as he's a young bloke. Um, who's trying to find himself in a sport and his belief right now is he's, he's very strong within the way he lives his life. And I, I think it's such a contemptuous argument on, on what right he has to speak his beliefs, um, which is in a book that has been around for thousands of years. But I, th I think, I think Johnny, I, th I think that the, the key point is, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. You're allowed to have your religious beliefs and 100%, I have no problem with that at all. But what, what, what I do have a problem with is that when, when you sign a contract, whether you work for a, a corporate, um, you're, you're bound by your contract terms and you have responsibilities. When, when you sign a professional sporting agreement, you have terms and conditions in there. And, and one of those big conditions are that you've got to behave under a code of conduct, you've got to be, you have a responsibility to your sponsors and to your teammates. And, and I just think that he's been very, very selfish. Yes, he's made a mistake. Should should someone be given a second chance? Absolutely. But I want to hear him say he's sorry first and, and just come back. And if he's going to come back and say, I, I just want to play footy and be a team man, I'll support that. But I haven't heard that yet. But Shane, hold on. Let me let me give you the flip start on this, right? And I, and I hear you. But the most important contract you sign in life is with yourself and your beliefs and what you believe and how you conduct yourself in life. That's the most important contract. I think Israel was content with that. 
he gave away a massive football contract because of his beliefs. I think that's what I encourage my kids to do with the life I live, is be truthful to yourself. Now, yes, there's work. Yes, there's sport. But he made that sacrifice. And if he comes back and makes apologies for what his strong beliefs are, what's he saying to those other 2 billion Christians yeah, just, around just the world? Just don't hurt people while you're doing it, that's all. Uh, I don't, well, the, well pe- people have been hurt. It's not him being uh, – he's, he's, he's quoting what the Bible teaches he's him. He's spreading hate. He's spreading hate, mate. Well, if he's spreading hate, there's two billion people in the world that are feeling this way. No, I, I, mate, my kids go to my Catholic school and, and um, have a, a religious upbringing, and, and I, I think you know, being kind to others is, is the key point. But anyway, but, but it's 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 interesting conversation. But uh, look, I agree with you. I preface it on the fact that I am a Christian as well, and and my beliefs are very different to Israel's. So that's that's first yeah. and foremost, right? And and but I do understand that there's devoted people in any religion around the world that show extremist beliefs, right, on what they believe in, and it mm. becomes in all different strains. Shane, you know, and, and we get yeah. taught all different differently. Mm. So, look, I'm glad. Look, I'm glad he's coming back to play rugby league. I think it's exciting. You know, he's a talented player. Um, I, I'm sure that behind the scenes, he talks to all the players, um, and he's had that conversation with them and and and, and heard what their beliefs and their feelings are. Um, I think I don't need him, me personally, to come out in the media and, and apologize. He's playing with a team, the people closest to him. He needs to con- confide in them, let them understand who he is, and so get out there and play some good football. Look, I, I could sit here and eat the popcorn and listen to you two sort of have a half, <laughs> half bristle all day. I love it. I absolutely love it. But to be honest, what it does show is it's a very contentious issue and everyone has their own view on it. And that's the beauty of the democratic world that we live in. Love you both. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, John. Yes, boys. See you, Johnny. Take care, buddy. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, he was one of the best rugby league players I've ever seen. And one year he was named best player in the world, Anthony Minicello. Stump to Stump is Australia's newest and most interactive cricket platform for all cricket fans, players and clubs to share stories, match results, memories and experiences. Stumptostump.com Afternoon Sport, a real treat to have one of the greatest rugby league players of all time on our show, Anthony Minicello. How are you? I'm well, thanks for having me on, guys. Mini, uh, welcome to the show, mate. As a as a sportsman, mate, I was a massive fan. The way you behaved both on and off the field was exemplary, mate, and you're uh, you're a real credit to the sport. We look we look now at uh, stuff in the news with Israel's Falau, and what are your thoughts potentially on him him coming back to the NRL? I know it's a big question straight up, mate, but uh, what what, do you, what 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 are your thoughts there, buddy? Yeah, it's funny. I I was sitting with one of the lawyers that represented him, and you know his view was he doesn't say let's let's talk about the past text. He doesn't hate. Um, gay people, he actually likes them, but he, had, he put that post and he was a bit immature about what happened and he believes what he believes, that's his sort of religion, mm-hmm. um, but uh, when you get down the cruts of it all, um, he doesn't hate those types of people. So, I don't know, most people just read what is in the paper and they make assumptions straight away, so I suppose if you look into a little bit deeper, um, you know, he's got some really strong beliefs in, in that religious space and I suppose you've got to respect him for that. Uh, we probably did, definitely did the wrong thing, that's for sure. Um, putting it out on social media and it sounded completely uh, wrong. Um, but, I, you know, I believe that everyone should have a, a second chance. And, you know, if, if he wants to come back to the NRL and uh, he's, speaking, he's spoken to the NRL about it and they have some protocols in place and, uh, why not? Yeah, well, there's plenty of other players that have done the wrong thing. And, and Lodge, uh, look, I... I, I 
I strongly got on the front foot and I thought at the time that he shouldn't have been playing. In this instance, I and I mentioned at the top of the show, Shane and I differed on this view. I, I think that they should allow him to play but have very heavy protocols around what he does and doesn't say on social media. And I think that Ryan Webb has already got on the front foot with that. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. I think, you know, with, with anyone, it's not just about his Raphael, with anyone that makes a mistake. And when you're young, you, you make plenty of them. But uh, you should be allowed a second chance. If you, if you start making the same mistake two, three times, um, that's when you, you've you got to think, well, look, maybe the NRL will put a stop to that. So I think, you know, with the leadership now, with Peter Blandy's at the helm, I think you know, he's already shown that he's a strong leader and knows what he's what he's doing, uh, the way he got the game up and running last year. I think that um, there's some other protocols that he'll probably put in place and to have a stronger game in the future. Many, you're a, you're a um, ambassador still at the uh, the Roosters. How are they looking for 2021, mate? Yeah, we're looking good, mate. They're, I think the boys have been in um, hard preseason now for a long time. I think most of the senior players and the guys that were playing Origin come back uh, at the start of January, so they've had a good uh, good block now for being for some trials in probably about three or four weeks. Uh, it's going to be interesting here. Yeah, you know, again, the rule changes um, brings the game. Um, I think directed more at the uh, attacking progress of the team. So uh, I think you'll find that hopefully uh, we'll play a lot of fast type football. There's, there's some players in our team um, that are getting towards the end of their career. There's some young players that we we've got as well that are pretty exciting. So I think we've got a good mix from senior to young. Uh, obviously. I think, you know, Kiri might, might go to halfback and then there's a five-eight spot open there for whoever puts their hand up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see, see what happens there. I'm sure Robbo's going to be playing that. We had a chat with Steve Gillis earlier in the show um, in and around Cameron McInnes uh, heading out of the Dragons across to the Sharks. It all happened at the same time, didn't it? it was, uh, I don't think it was a complete coincidence, was it, that the Falau story came with the Cameron McInnes story. But it looks like the Dragons have made an assessment. Um, it's up to them to put the football team they want on the field, but they obviously don't want him if this is what's happened. Yeah, well, um, I, I didn't look into it too deeply, but uh, I suppose, you know, with, the, with new coaching staff, there's... Um, New structures, the revamp of culture, and, and you know, players do sort of leave and, and go when there's new coaching staff that come on board. So, you know, Kevin Guinness is a good player, really good player. Uh, he's been doing some great stuff down there at the Dragons for the last couple of years. So, you know, he's an asset to the Sharks. I think uh, this year as they um, as they try and uh, stay in that top eight, I suppose. So, it's interesting to see how the Dragons will go. I know that. Um, a uh, good mate of mine, Matt Elliott, he's assistant coach down there and uh, he's, he's, pretty, he's been pretty tight with mate. So he's always he said that they've been training hard. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what structure they go with and, and how they uh, get themselves back in the top eight. All right, Minnie, well, well on to your business um, because you've done a great job with Minifit. Tell us more and tell us how people can get involved. Yeah, thanks, Timmy. Uh, so, you know, I've had Minifit now for. Uh, a few years now, so I started it when I was still playing um, the Roosters towards the back end of my career. And uh, at that point in time, I was going back into the school system and running 10-week programs. And then as I retired, uh, it went into holiday clinics with RSL bowling clubs and leagues clubs. And then last year, obviously, um, with the pandemic, uh, those things were put on pause. And I developed an online platform where I do uh, live workouts and on-demand workouts where people uh, can train in the comfort of their own homes 
and not have to worry about any equipment uh, and train with me. They just put their phone or computer or connect it up to their TV and, 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 and do a 15-minute uh, workout with myself and, you know, building a membership base, which is great. Um, yeah, if anyone wants to have a have a look or train with me, just jump on the minifit.com.au. Anthony Minicello, always a treat, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you very, very soon and, and throughout the course of the footy season. Yeah, I appreciate it, Timmy, and uh, thanks for having me on. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. Big thank you today goes to Steve Gillis, to Anthony Minicello, to John Stephenson. Thank you also, Shane, to... SpartanSportsHQ.com, our great sponsors at Spartan Sport. And, of course, he's just a magician when it comes to podcasts. His name is Dan McHugh. See you tomorrow. See you then, guys.